Hey there, this is Mark Kenyon of Wired to Hunt, and you're listening to the audio version of the 100% Wild Podcast. And today on the show, Matt and I are joined by a seriously successful deer hunter, Tom Ware. And we're going to be discussing and comparing morning versus evening hunts in October, and how cold fronts might impact either of those types of hunts too. So that said, this is a particularly relevant discussion for a lot of us across the country right now. So without further ado, let's just get right into it. All right, welcome to another episode of the 100% Wild Podcast. I'm Mark Kenyon of Wired to Hunt. With me today is Matt Drury, of course, and we're actually talking about something really timely right now. We're going to talk about the value or maybe comparing values of morning sits versus evening sits during this time of year in October. But joining us to talk about this and to lend some expert perspective, Matt, who do we have? We have a uh, longtime team member of Jury Outdoors, Tom Ware. He is uh, a big buck killer. If you've watched any of our TV shows or DVDs over the years, you've surely seen him sitting behind a big old, uh, you know, mature five, six, seven-year-old buck. And either him or his daughter or, or one of his friends, he's always got some of the most compelling hunts for us each year. So we got Tommy Ware with us today. Welcome, Tom. Uh, thank you very much. You know, I look to forward to hearing Tom's perspective because he's got, you know, he, he manages his, his property so intently, but he's, he's not only got the good size tracks, he's got some small tracks. I mean, he does it in every which way you could possibly, you know, go about trying to manage a piece of property. So he's got a lot of knowledge. I think he'll lend a lot of expertise to what we're trying to dive into today. Yeah, I'm selfishly excited about this because, because to your point, Matt, I've been watching these videos with Tom just killing these mega giants year after year and every every time i see him like gosh i gotta talk to this guy how's he do it so so tom i'm pretty pretty excited to hopefully steal a few good ideas from you oh well i hope hope i can uh, hope i can help in some way you're gonna have to live up to that introduction tom (laughs) (laughs) the pressure's this year (laughs) the pressure is on and uh and things are looking really good right now, guys. I don't know about you, but the weather is looking great here in the Midwest, at least in Michigan, where I'm at today. Are you guys heading out hunting soon? I was out yesterday, actually. And that cold front came through the Midwest, of Missouri, uh, you know, the St. Louis area. It pushed through right before uh, it got good last night. So I'd say I got out probably 4 o'clock, and, and the temperatures had dropped, you know, 10 degrees, and the rain had moved through, and... Uh, it was a it was a good night. Uh, we, we, I was sitting this staging area where my north block of timber, where all my bucks are, uh, you know, they come out of the staging area. It's always right at last light. But we, with the rising moon, I felt like if anything last night, you know, coupled with the temperature drop in the front, last night would be the night. And I, I had this pretty big deer that we're chasing this year. We call him Hook. And uh, sure enough, right at last light right i mean it was it was it was too dark it was 655 it was too dark for the camera but he come out right out in front of us 50 yards broadside and we got footage of him but it's just it wasn't it wouldn't have been you know it wouldn't have been good enough so Uh, that's brutal but we we laid eyes on him so that was the exciting part that is cool that's awesome i i i'm still waiting for that first really good close encounter with one of those big boys i did see I did see Holyfield, my my top Michigan buck, on Tuesday night just when I was scouting um, at last light, but that's been about it. Um, But tonight, I'm heading out, excited to uh, go to a new spot and uh, see if I can't take advantage of this 
this good cold front, like you said, too. What about you, Tom? You know, I've been out a few times uh, in Iowa and Missouri, but uh, I wanted to go out last night and uh, couldn't. I had a business meeting, and tonight uh, I'm just kind of closing my ears because I want to be out there so bad. I have a parent meeting uh, for my daughter tonight, and uh, we have to be there. And so, of course, that's more important, but uh, definitely uh, I want to be out there. I just, just got to close my eyes and, and wait. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you, though, Tom. I, my wife has our final ultrasound for our, uh, you know, our, our baby coming uh, here in November t- today at 3. So I'm, I'm out as well. <laughs> so. Oh, man, so- I got to carry the mantle tonight. <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> well, I guess with that said, since I am trying to head out here hunting pretty soon, should we get to our question of the day, which like we mentioned is going to be pretty relevant to probably what a lot of us are going to be doing here in the next couple of days. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I did hear one thing I'd like to tease Matt a little bit about. I, I did not realize you have a baby due in November. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of planning was that? I think this comes up every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I say the same thing every time. You, uh, okay, do, you don't say no. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Good point. Yeah, no one's going to argue. Yeah, Mark Kenyon sent me a uh, a nice meme that says, Matt's all day November sits, and it's a picture of a crying baby. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll tell you what. We're definitely going to we're gonna rub it in a little bit when it gets to that first week or two in November. And uh Hey, you you got the really good stuff though. That's exciting. So yeah, yeah. So hopefully someday maybe uh, your child will be with you during the birthday and it'll all be worth it. That's right. That's right. I look forward to it. That'll be awesome. Well, Matt, what do you say we get this thing kicked off? Hey guys, my name is Mark and I'm from Kansas. My question is: Friday, Kansas is going to have its first drop in temperature for October, and I'm definitely heading to the woods. Temps are averaging low to mid 80s and friday's temperature is supposed to be 64 the highest i have various hunting spots on walking areas around my house but have three or four uh, that i don't want to over hunt and i'm expecting a north east to east northeast wind all day and that will put me in my best spots my question is should i even consider hunting in the morning or wait for the evening i could hunt one prime spot in the morning and the other in the evening if I wanted to, or should I just focus on an evening sit altogether? Thanks for the advice. All right, Tom, what do you think about this one? Well, uh, you know, a couple of things I, I heard there was, you know, temperature drop of 20 degrees. Uh, of course, we are all waiting diligently through throughout the season for something like that. And uh, of course, when that happens, uh, like like Matt and I were just saying, we. We want to be in a tree tonight. Uh, we, we unfortunately can't. So if you have the opportunity to get in a tree, um, you know, I, I would definitely, he's going to hunt evenings. His, 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 uh, his question was, should he hunt the morning? Um, you know, I, I think he's probably got high pressure. Um, one, another thing I heard is he's got an east and a northeast wind, which is kind of rare. So that might be, you know, I've gone through seasons where there's, there's hardly any winds east, northeast, and you might be able to hunt a, a favorite stand uh, only a few times. So, you know, I probably, uh, and, and I, I consider myself not very aggressive, I probably would take advantage and, and hunt the morning. 
So, so what do you what do you typically do though when it comes to those morning sits throughout the rest of this month? You know, I think this is a kind of a contentious topic, at least for me and some of my friends. You know, do you hunt those October mornings or do you not? Um, I tend to be pretty conservative when it comes to that, and and just sure. because there's a lot of risks, I think uh, kind of associated with those morning hunts. But I guess what do you think about that in general? Are you rule only- of thumb? I kind of uh, use a rule of thumb of uh, I, I do not hunt mornings in October until the 25th of October if you have normal temperatures. But if you have a 20-degree drop, uh, and I've been checking my cameras the last few days, and I've seen just a lot more activity. So I'm using you know MRI, and I've seen a lot more activity, a lot more daylight, a lot more morning uh, daylight photos. So... Uh, I think in this situation, uh, you know, I, I would, uh, especially if he, he says he's got a couple different areas that a uh, couple good stands. He's not going to mess up his evening hunt. Uh, you know, if you can hunt an edge, I'm not saying I would go into my biggest uh, bedding area, deepest timber on my property. I definitely wouldn't do that. But I would probably hunt an edge maybe and, uh, uh, you know, maybe a little ways in uh, where that, you know, Bucks might be kind of roaming a little bit in the morning, just getting a little frisky with that temperature change. Why don't you, what's, what's your reason for not hunting most mornings? Can you explain that? Yeah. Uh, pictures have shown that, um, the, the deer, most of the deer, especially the mature deer are back to bed before, uh, before sunrise. So I think you're just going to hurt yourself. You know, you're, you're going to bump those deer, they're going to know you're there, whether you like it or not. I mean, they live by their nose, so they're definitely going to know you're there. Um, and you know, you're not going to know they're there because you're not going to see them. They're they're I'm not saying that it can't happen. Um, it definitely can. But I think if you want it to happen, whether you want it to happen later in the season, you increase your odds by not hunting in October mornings until the end of October. Yeah. What do you, what do you do on that front, Matt? Well, you know, as far as hunting the mornings go, if it's, you know, if you're down into the 40, he didn't, he didn't say what his lows were going to be. So I, you know, if he's down into the forties or low fifties, you know, and it's that big of a drop, I'd say if you have a bead on something, if you have like to Tom's point, some MRI, some pictures, then, you know, I definitely would give it a shot, but I wouldn't be intrusive. I wouldn't be going into my best spot. Um, not this early. And, and my knowledge is based off of what I've always heard Mark and dad say, you know, so, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, and I, and guys like Tom Ware, I mean, I don't have as much personal experience hunting this time of year just because it's kind of been ingrained into me that, Hey, stay out in the mornings this time of year because you could do more damage than good. So if you want it to be really good when those mature bucks are going to be up on their feet in late October, early November, stay out even though you're dying you've been waiting all summer you know you you're dying to get out there but you can do more harm than good so if you got a beat on something if you know that you just got them patterned and like tom said you can get in there pretty easily yeah why not i mean you know if it's in the 40s or in the 50s low 50s and but it's been in the 60s and 70s i mean that's a pretty big temperature drop so it'd be worth a shot but i would make sure that i had something lined up you know, a reason to be in there before just going. Yeah. So is that what Mark and Terry do too? Or do they have any other thoughts on the morning 
question. They stay out pretty much. I asked Mark last week, there was a cold front came through and I asked him, I said, were well, you hunting mornings? Cause it was like, I think the low was a 30, like uh, 39 degrees that morning. Nice. And he said he would have hunted, uh, but he didn't have the right wind he needed for the specific buck he's after. So he did not hunt, but he said he normally, he would have hunted, um, because it was so cold and, and the conditions were so good, but primarily you won't catch them in a, in a, in a stand in the morning this time of year. I mean, it would take them being on something to, to go in and risk that. Yeah. Yeah. I, t- I talked to Mark the other day and I think what he said is similar. What Matt just said, uh, in October, that first north uh, north wind cold front uh, that comes through is usually pretty good and he tries to hit that one morning or you know one or two mornings so i think he normally i don't think mark hunts a lot of mornings no what do you think, matt no no and they, you know they've like tom said it's not that it can't be done and you can't succeed I've, i get pictures sent in on our social media and stuff from some from viewers that that have success but by and large i mean i think when you're hunting as much as Mark and Terry are, and even a guy like Tom, uh, you're, you're putting the numbers and the odds in your favor. So you're being more calculated, I think, as to when you're, you know, cause you've, you've been out there a long time. You've been, you've kind of seen it all. So you've, you've gotten all that previous history that says, you know what, by and large, I may be wasting my time this time of year. So, you know, I'm just going to stay out until it gets good. Yeah. Uh, is that how you feel about it, Tom? Absolutely. You know, and this time of year, they are not, uh, you know, it's not rut. They know it's coming and they're starting to change, but they're still focusing on living. And in a couple of weeks, they're focusing on something much different. <laughs> we all know what that is. <laughs> and they don't say no either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I think that for me, when it comes to this type of thing, and it doesn't apply just for the morning versus evening sits, it comes to really, you know, the question of time of year, comes the question of when I'm going to go to my best spots, all different things. It all comes down to the question of risk versus reward. Every time I go out to hunt, I'm thinking, okay, what are the potential risks I'm facing of educating deer? And what's the percent chance of something like that happening? And then what's the potential chance of a reward? So what's the actual chance of me getting that big mature buck in front of me and me getting a shot? And so when you look in this example with morning sits, I'm seeing very high percentage of risk for those things that you mentioned, Tom, like bucks are usually getting back before daylight. Bucks are usually going to be in a position that when you're trying to get in in the morning, you know, you're going to have a relatively high chance of spooking them or them winding you even after they're bedded, different things like that. And then, okay, so is that risk greater or lesser than my chance of reward? And of course, as we just talked about, the chance of reward in morning, yeah, it's possible, but not as great this time of year. So I'm right in the same boat as you guys. I, I stay away from them almost, almost exactly like you said, Tom, until that last week of October, unless maybe you get this cold front coming through, which can kind of change things. It can bump that reward ratio just a little bit higher. Um, but another thing I've noticed too on this is I think it's, it's also a little bit more accentuated based on where you live, where you hunt. Um, you know, here in Michigan, we just have such, such high hunting pressure. I mean, like 20 guys in like 600 acres or something like that. I mean, just so many people that I feel like your your margin of error is much, much smaller than if you're hunting an area that's heavily managed, doesn't have quite as many hunters. So, you know, when I've hunted like a spot in Iowa, 
where I you know, just don't have as many other hunters I'm competing with, I've been able to get away with a little bit more, and I have some buddies who hunt some mornings in Iowa with the cold fronts and things, and they do pretty well, versus if I screw up one time in Michigan, it's game over. So I think also this is something to consider when you're thinking through this, okay, do I hunt or do I not hunt these mornings? Think about that pressure factor, hunting pressure factor, and that might also help you just decide you know, how much you can risk it or not. Uh, I don't know, that's something that I always keep in mind when it comes to this type of thing too. Well, kind of back to this guy's question about this cold front coming through, you know, we're, we're kind of on the edge of what we have referred and a lot of people refer to it as the October lull coming up. Mark, I was curious as to your thoughts on this, because I, I know you guys just did a podcast on Wired to Hunt about the October lull. Is it real? Is it not? What, what was the consensus there? And then I'd like to hear Tom's thoughts on this topic. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so here's my perspective and that of what's probably the most common perspective I've gotten from all the different people we've talked to about this. It's that, you know, the October lull is not a real biological thing happening. Like studies have shown that buck activity actually increases throughout the month of October. But daylight activity that we as hunters see many times will decrease because of a couple things. Usually it's because of us. It's because of hunters. So increased hunting pressure is a big one. And when there's increased hunting pressure, of course, these deer are going to either shift where they move or they're going to shift when they move to be slightly more nocturnal. So right there is a huge thing that's going to cause a human-caused October lull. Um, And then number two, you've got a couple other changes out there in the woods that's going to change deer behavior, such as changing cover. You know, lots of leaves are falling, so there's not as much cover, security cover, and food sources are changing. So deer are changing their patterns. So if you are you know, hunting based on what you're seeing this summer or September or early October, if you're hunting still like that and then you start seeing less deer now, well, that's because you haven't been able to shift with the deer. So I think if you're able to shift or if you've been able to keep the pressure low, you might not necessarily have a lull. But if those conditions have caused those changes in deer behavior and you're not able to, to get in or to make that adjustment or, you know, for whatever reason, um, the deer aren't on your property because of some of these changes, then, you know, there is a lull. And then in those cases, it might be better to pull out, to pull back, be careful, and wait till things change a little bit in that pre-rut time period. Um, so that's kind of my high-level takeaway from most of the things I've, I've heard and learned from my own experiences and from all these other podcast guests. But uh, I don't know, Tom, is that in line with what you've seen or heard too? Yeah, yeah. I uh, From being an outfitter for 11 years, I definitely... Uh... I definitely agree with the, you know, there is, whether there's biologically a lull or, or just, uh, there's definitely lower, uh, lower number of, uh, of deer that you see. I, I think a lot of it has to do with temperatures, you know, uh, uh, I think it just common sense tells me those big old bucks, you know, those mature bucks, they just kind of are sitting there, they're, they're, they're putting on the fat. Uh, so if I wouldn't want to go walk around in 70, 80 degree temperatures with, you know, two big winter coats on myself. So I, uh, I think that's just part of it. Um, and, and they know, I mean, they, 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 with the sense of smell they have, they know exactly, you know, there's, there's not very many does in, in estrus, uh, during mid October. So I think they're just waiting, um, and so I think I think you can kill one during the October low, obviously, especially if you get these temperature drops. Uh, it's totally different. Uh, those deer are more active. They they feel comfortable getting up in that in, in their uh, in their winter coats, so to speak, and, and, and going out to the food sources and in the evenings, uh, especially. So, you know, we're, we're seeing a few killed on the journal as of uh, middle October. But there's definitely 
less chance in, in middle of October than there is in, uh, as, as we reach November. Yeah. You know what I will say, what I will add is that there is an interesting kind of subculture of hardcore bow hunters that I've kind of tapped into and learned from who really love this time of year and they're very aggressive hunters. And lots of times these are guys, maybe they're hunting public land or hunting land by permission where they don't have that ability to manage it, have food plots, all that kind of stuff. Um, and what they're doing is they are doing a lot of scouting in the preseason to determine where actual buck bedding locations are. So they'll go into a season and they'll find a dozen different spots where they believe with some degree of high confidence that bucks are bedding there. And then when they get to this mid-October time period, they're able to sneak in and have stand locations pretty darn close to those bedding locations. And then they wait for that cold front or they wait for the right moon conditions. And on those days, there's that slight chance that the big boy will move a little bit earlier in the evening and they'll sneak into these spots close to the bed, and that buck only needs to move 60, 70, 80, 90 yards, and these guys are getting shots at them. Um, so there's, there's this, it's a really high, high risk, high reward hunt, I guess. You know, that's what I was about to say. That's the definition of a high risk, high reward. But you know, in the business that we're in, and and Tom's been filming with us for you know 10, 11 years, and we don't have the luxury of kind of that sneaking in with minimal gear and. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just takes too much. You're two guys and, you know, that that dictates a little bit. I and mean, we don't talk about that often, but that dictates to an extent how we hunt as well. Because, I mean, you can't do all the things that, you know, some of the, the um, hunters out there on public land or whatever, just more aggressive guys. We can't be that aggressive always because we got two guys and a camera and more gear than, I mean, we say it all the time. It's amazing how much crap we got to take to the stand with us. So, you know, whether it's tripods or arms or you know, there's three or four cameras going. And so I think that dictates a little bit of it too, honestly. I mean, Tom, what do you think? Oh, a hundred percent. I remember when I just used to hunt alone, I could sneak in. It would take me sometimes a half hour just to move 10 yards. You know, if I know, if I knew, you know, deer were on their feet and it was in the morning or there's crunchy leaves or whatever it might be, you just can't do that with, uh, you know, if if you do, you'd you'd be uh, going insane because your cameraman steps on a leaf, and <laughs> I mean, it's just gonna happen. So you just kind of gotta you gotta change the way you hunt, definitely, yeah. Matt. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So true. So you know, one other thing related to the morning hunts that I just thought of that we we haven't touched on too much, and that's access routes. Um, I think that's one of the biggest challenges, right, with the morning hunt is trying to get in there without spooking those deer. I'm just curious, Tom, for those days when you do hunt the mornings in October, when you do get that cold front, I mean, what's your, I know this is going to be different for every different set, but I mean, do you have any, any rules of thumb or suggestions on how to try to access those spots in the mornings without blowing out your hunt? Well, if, you know, I hunt, I hunt a lot of edges. So on my farms, I, I try to specifically place maybe a little bitty, I call them killing plots. A lot of times they're just a clover, quarter acre clover field that they might hit on the way back from a grain field in the morning or a bigger green food source. Uh, and and they're going back to bed, but they might stop in and scent check that little clover field, see if there's any does around. Uh, or they might actually stop and get a bite to eat and, you know, uh, check it out that way. But most of the time, uh, I'm just trying to be on either. I'm actually hunting food. And actually, I learned that from Mark. Uh, I used to never hunt food in the morning. Uh, and that's just the way I grew up. And uh, the way I was taught is you don't go to the food source in the morning, you're going to bump them. But we've kind of changed that and hunt edges. And we'll, we'll hunt like a CRP field right off of the food source where I, where I can sneak in and 
but I'm always watching that wind and blowing and blowing my scent over areas where they're not going to be. And that's, I mean, that's, I focus on that so much. It's, it's insane really. <laughs> what about you, Matt? Well, I mean, honestly, this, this time of year, I just, I'm not hunting as, as much as, I mean, I try to get in in the evenings the best I can, but you know, it's about an hour and a half drive from my lease and dad's farm's three hours. So, you know, I, I just pick cold fronts more than anything and try to capitalize off when my best, you know, I think the most odds are in my favor. And, and it's, it's, strictly based on that at this time of year. Now, once we get into late October and early November, definitely I'm, I'm being more cautious because I'm getting into some of my timber sets and, you know, I, I'm being more aware of, uh, what I have to walk past in order to get to, for instance, like my best timber spot last year, it's where I missed my buck and it's where Adam, uh, killed his 183, my, my lease partner. Oof. And it's, you have to, it's in their bed bedroom and it takes forever to get back there. I mean, it's definitely, it takes longer than I wish it would. And you got to walk through, you know, there's a good chance you're going to bump something, but you just take it slow, take it easy. You go in way early. I mean, that's the one thing that we started doing more and more. We go in way, way earlier than we would at maybe dad's place when I'm at the lease, because when I want to get into that best spot, I know I got to take my time. I got to be slow and I got, it's got to be dark, like really, really dark. So, I mean, those are just kind of some of my tactics, but it just doesn't really apply this time of year. Cause I know I'm not going to go out in the mornings just cause I, I don't have the setup on the lease. Like I would need to, you yeah. know? So. Yeah. Yeah. Having that right setup for an October morning hunt, I think is super important. Some people are going to have it. Some people aren't. And if, if you've got a property that, you know, all of your road access, like where you have to come from is, you know, if there's a huge big wide open field between you and the timber where you want to hunt. I mean, if there's no way to get in there without spooking deer, even if it is a cold front, I think you need to probably yeah. say no to that because you're just shooting yourself in the foot from the very get go. So I think really considering access, adding access into the equation when considering if you're going to hunt that morning or not, that's super important this time of year. So another thing to consider is if there's pieces of the property uh, that you have that you're never going to hunt, uh, you're not going to really ruin anything. And you just, maybe you have a job where you can only hunt mornings or a situation like that. I, I think it's definitely go. I mean, mm. uh, part of hunting is, is having fun and, and, and getting out there and just seeing nature. And if you can, if you can actually, if that's the only time you can go and, and, uh, you're, you're sitting here going, Oh, I'm going to ruin everything, but maybe there's part of the farm you're, you're not planning to hunt. But you just want to get a little taste of it and get get acclimated to hunting and getting ready, remembering all the range finders and all your gear and everything you need. I'd say go. You know, that's 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 what it's all about. Yeah, it's a good point. You should be having fun and not stress about some of these things too much. Um, another thing, too, is, you know, if you don't have a property that you if you don't have that type of situation where you can, you know, hunt and not worry about it. You know, go hunt some public land in the morning so you still get out there, have some fun, or something like that. Um, at least that it's way not, you're not messing up your best stuff. Yeah, go, go mess up the public land. <laughs> yeah. So public land hunters are probably thinking, no, please, just stay out. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> well, uh, do you guys have anything else you want to add on this whole this whole topic? No, I think, you know, right now is this cold front, you know, we're going to put this podcast up today. We're, we're trying to make these podcasts timely. So um, hopefully it can help somebody make a decision, you know, if they, you know, if they're 
weighing it in their mind whether or not to go or what to do here. I mean, hopefully it'll help somebody out instantly right now because now's the time with this front that's ushered in. And, you know, the moon's going to be rising later and later, you know, the next few days. So it's, I mean, like right now is is theoretically should be as good a time as any for the next, you know, several, maybe even a week here looking at the extended forecast. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Conditions are lining up for some pretty good mid-October hunts. So I actually will be testing this theory we've been talking about. I'm going to be hunting tomorrow morning too. Um, I've got a spot that I can access from, you know, there's timber adjacent to the road. So I can kind of backdoor it, go right through this timber, slip in there and get in there super early. Big cold front like we talked about. It's going to be in like the mid-30s tomorrow. Um, so we'll see. Uh, maybe I can prove our point here that mornings can be okay if you've got the right conditions. Nice. Good luck, man. Definitely, yeah. Thank you. I'm thinking I might do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. This podcast has got you all jacked up. Yeah, right? that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I guess before we go really quickly, an update for anyone watching or listening. If you'd like your own question answered on a future episode, go to wiredtohunt.com slash 100% wild. And you can send in your voicemail question and we'll listen to it and hopefully help you on a future episode. And then make sure you're subscribed to the podcast uh, either on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play or wherever you get your podcast. If you want to listen to the audio version, that's where you do that. If you want the video version, you can go to the Drury Outdoors YouTube channel. And Matt, what else do you got on your side? Yeah, actually, I'm glad Tom's on with us right now because this week on the YouTube channel, we just put up uh, a new hunt that was it's never been seen before. It's of Tom and his daughter. So uh, it's a really, really good hunt. I urge you to go over to our YouTube channel and check it out. I think the title of it was something like Father Daughter Duo. It's it's pretty cool. It was a really good piece. And the good part about right now on our YouTube page, we're doing more and more of that stuff. So I think today we're going to, or maybe it's tomorrow, we're going to be putting up this hunt of Jared Lurks uh, of Klondike that we talked about in our last podcast. It's finally yeah. going up. It's an epic hunt. Uh, we're putting uh, episodes of Natural Barn up each week. I mean, we're getting, we're populating this thing with more and more content. So uh, it's definitely becoming a source for us. We're putting a lot of focus on it. So now that the season's here, make sure and check out, subscribe to the out, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Drury Outdoors, and check it all out. The journal, as always, it's going to start heating up here. Uh, we try to keep it pretty up to date. So I think, and Mark, you've even mentioned this before, kind of depending on where you're at ge geographically in the, the country, you can kind of see where the uh, front will push through and you'll see the success that our yeah. guys are having across the country. So check that out, juryoutdoors.com. And as always, go to our social media sites, Facebook. I know dad just yesterday did a uh, another live uh, talking about the October lull and kind of this cold front. So you can get some cool information over there from Mark and Terry as well. So just make sure and check us out. And as the season's rolling on, we're very committed to getting you guys like up to date access to what you know, guys like Tom and Mark and Terry and Jared and all of our team, what they're thinking and what they're doing right now. So be sure to tune into us. And, uh, I think, you know, hopefully we can help you guys along through the season. Yeah. I, I'm always enjoying what you guys are putting out there. So I guess good luck to you, Matt and Tom. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Good luck in the morning guys. Hey, shoot straight. <laughs> Thanks everyone. Peace.